This is one of my late night feedings. Well, posts. Good evening or good early morning. It's me, Dr. Zeus. You know, when I worked in retail, I used to come home around this time. I worked in retail for almost three months. And that was because I decided to quit my job that I was at for about almost 11 years due to a lot of bullshit. And um, so that was my last resort. And it was a learning experience. But you see, I, I, when I do things, I think, okay, well, I can't really regret it because I did it and I have to move forward. But it was, it was, in a way, it was almost like Dante's Inferno. Because whenever I would go to the, the back room where all of the employees are, the lockers, I would always keep my phone on me, which I'm sure they didn't like. Because they did catch me once and they told me, we, we find you doing that again, we'll fire you. Okay. Um, yeah. But it was like the Nine Realms. It was Dante's, Inf- Dante, you know, Nine Rel- Realms of Hell. And, um... But it was a learning experience. The first time I had to do the register, um, I was sweating like Whitney in the 90s. And um, I never, I'm not a good counter. I'm not good at math. So I was like, oh God, I've got to count the money. I was always happy when they would use a card. And for a time, I would have nightmares where I would hear that sound, you know, when the, when the card has been rejected or they press the wrong button. But it was an experience. And then from January until after the summer of 2016, I collected unemployment. Which was because I was living with the parents. I still am. And I got to spend a lot of time with my niece and nephew. Nephews. And now here I am. And once again, it's like, I gotta figure out what to do. I mean, I I always wanted to go into entertainment, but I'm in the wrong area for that, you know. Best bet is to do these, to write, to paint, to do photography. You know, um, one of my late professors who I just love so much, I wouldn't even call her a professor, I would call her a friend, because she was a friend first and a professor. Um, bought me a book when I graduated from college called Oddballs and Eccentrics. And I actually like that. I thought, okay, I am eccentric to a, to a point. And she had known me since I was a little, little kid. And we always had really great discussions. And I've kept many of her books that she gave me as gifts. Well, she bought them for me. So they weren't really, well, but I kept them because of her, her penmanship. She always wrote really great notes. Um, had a great sense of humor and um, when I think of history I think of her and I think of how much she would tell us about the founding fathers how they were so flawed yet at the same time they they created this country you know and um, here we are you know centuries later and um, yeah So it was very interesting, around 15 years ago, I had her class, it was my first class ever with her, I had known her personally, 
And so it was perfect. It was political science. I learned so much. She encouraged me to speak and ask questions. And when it came time for, I was t um, going to get my BA somewhere else. And she said to me, why don't you just get it here at the college? Okay. And she was teaching an art class. And she said, I know you don't need the class. But could you please take it? Because you'll get them to talk. And I said, okay. Because she knew that I loved Frida Kahlo and Picasso and Van Gogh or Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So it was a very, it was a good time. It was a good time to be in school. I think of her a lot because she did so much. She encouraged me so much. If I had a problem with something, I would talk to her. And um, I interviewed her because I was doing a paper on Salvador Dali. And she saw him on a boat. So, you know, I'm not going to... I don't name names on here. I don't, you know, I just tell stories. And that's why you know me as Dr. Zeus. Um, I don't talk about my real name. That's when the check starts coming in. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting existence and I just want to create, I think always taking art and music, it just was like, I mean, I'm a singer, but I'm not a great singer and I'm a writer. I'm only a writer because it's, it beats going to the shrink. I'll tell you that. And I do these because it beats going to the shrink and just to create and to paint and, you know, be a jack of all trades. And um, my Doctor Who obsession, you know, and I and I love history. I love that I know, unfortunately, a lot of people in power are really repeating history because they have not learned from the past, the past wars, the past political things. Um, you know, they don't respect the people. We are the people. And... You know, it's it's like doing a cakewalk, a very disastrous cakewalk. And um, you think of, um, 19, was it 1914 when Ferdinand was murdered, assassinated? And that's how World War One started. But see, it was not called the World War One. It was called the Great War. It wasn't called World War One until after World War Two. So... You know, our, our country has a lot to learn. And it's the youth. The youth are going to change the landscape. They always have. You think of the music. You think of the Beatles. The Doors. You know, Janis Joplin. The youth. The music. That gave us emotion. I mean, emotion it was there. But, you know, I mean, come on. You know, I love Frank Sinatra. But he's singing so smoothly and he's crooning he's not torch singing like Patsy Cline or Janis Joplin oh god I love her mm. when people say they don't like her I'm like okay what's your reason for not liking her is it because she did drugs is it because she lived openly is it because of how she sounded because when I listen to her I first got into her, I had just graduated high school, and the Ladies Home Journal was doing this documentary on 
100 Years of Women, and they had four popular singers. They had Madonna, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, and Janis Joplin. And I remember watching it with my grandmother. My grandmother did not care for Janis Joplin. And I remember thinking, and she could tell I liked it. She's like, you like her? I said, oh, I like how she sounds. That's emotion right there. And um, they were showing her Monterey Pop festival footage. And they showed her doing Summertime. And, you know, I've heard Billie Holiday do Summertime. I've heard Ella Fitzgerald do Summertime. When I heard Janis Joplin do it, I just thought, whoa. That's awesome. Because she did it in such a way that was believable. I mean, yeah, the others did it in their own way, but when Janis Joplin... Oh, when she did that vocally, you could hear it. Or one of my favorites that she did was um uh, what is it uh one good man and she's talking about she wants a mansion in the south and she wants someone to be sincere you know I, I love that stuff I mean I did a podcast on the doors I love the doors I love the doors more than I do the Beatles because the doors for me were a band that was made of several components dark, light um, death, life the midnight, the day everything that you could read into it and they were four intelligent beings who were creating this music that was beyond flower power I mean Jim Morrison, you know those words, lost in a Roman wilderness of pain and all the children are insane and Ray Manzarek, the great keyboardist, impresario of The Doors, um, said that's a great way to describe the love generation. They were insane, you know. I wasn't alive in the 60s, but my parents were. So my mother was a teenager and my father was in the war. So that kind of tells you why I know my history because it was drilled into me early on but you know I don't want to bring this down you know this is this podcast is comedy so I mean (laughs) there's a few funny things I could talk about how you know oh god I went to school out in the middle of nowhere and a lot of the kids would try to act tough you know, like they're claiming, oh, I'm going to claim this color. It's like, we're in the country. What are you going to claim? A tomato? Are you going to claim a cherry tree? Come on. Um, and just the whole politics of everything. You know, um, a few of them came from money, so they would just quit high school. And then next thing you know, you'd see them rolling up in a new car. I don't know. I guess that was hush money. <laughs> In my family, you had to finish school. You either finish school or you get out. And they were not kidding. I remember because I hated going to school, especially high school. Before that, I thought school was okay. And then I, there were times I just not, I didn't want to open the door. 
you know, it was such an emotional fucking roller coaster. But you know, I don't regret it. It made me who I am. It made me somewhat edgy and funny. I can I remember I went to graduation a year after I had graduated and I was just cracking jokes and the people were just laughing. A few people were giving me dirty looks and it's like why? We know how she got homecoming queen. Ooh. And it wasn't because of the floats. It was a small school, too small. You know, and um, when you did something, you did it. And it makes me think of, um, I used to work for a major company. I used to work for Amazon. And we used to do these exercises to get ready. We would work from 11 p.m. until 7.30 in the morning. And we'd exercise. And one day we were doing the exercise. And unfortunately, I didn't, I wasn't wearing underwear. I forget why. And I didn't realize that my pants were failing. And we went to do a bend. And you know where you bend over? And my pants ripped open. So you should have seen the expressions. And so we were wearing these vests. So I had to go to the machine, buy another vest, wrap it around my my waist. (coughs) And then one of the, the managers was like, you know, maybe next time... You should go home and get another pair of clothes. I said, I live 43 miles away. Oh. And she just kind of looked dumbfounded. Yeah, it didn't last there, but, you know, there were there were nice people. I mean, we would all kind of bounce ideas off of each other. I was the only non-smoker in my group because as a group, we would all take a break together. And um, I would go and sit with them while they smoked. So, you know, I don't smoke, though. And they'd have some interesting conversations. And, um, you know, uh, one of the managers came in one day and was talking to all of us, telling us how they chose us. And I said, well, you know, I have a bachelor's degree. And the manager was like, you do? Yeah. Why didn't you tell us? I said, it's on my resume. Oh, well, in three months, you could you could apply for manager. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's kind of quick. Um, but I didn't last there, so, you know, I love how they said, oh, we bait, we picked you based on your education. Well, if you're just now finding out that I have a bachelor's degree, <laughs> I don't think so. Only don't play that. You know, this is a late night blog and late night TV is kind of a, oh, now the commercials are starting. I remember in the nineties, that's when you knew it was time to go to sleep is when Soul Train would come on really late and then those commercials pick up the phone why be alone pick up the phone kick out your tongue let's play i'm all alone if i'm all alone if i'm all alone i want to go to sleep okay i don't want to pick up the phone kick out your tongue no But this break week has been great because I've been going to bed late, waking up late, and not giving a flying fuck. And I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Because it needs to be fun. But it needs to be also work. Fun work. Mm, An oxymoron. Jumbo shrimp, fun work. Mm, Not always. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. Good night. It's 116. 
This is a special edition of Dr. Zeus, the podcast. I will probably be tired after all that egg hunting and eating the candy. Good night. And in the words of Jenny Poulos from Flipping Hat, this is Dr. Zeus's podcast. We appreciate you. And I do. Good night.